0: With me is the fabulous, impeccable, wonderful, brilliant <laughs> Megan Ramos of thefastingmethod.com, and Megan, I think today is a special day for you, right?
1: Yes, it's our wedding anniversary. Four years, four years down um 96 to go and then we'll reassess after that we'll okay see. good, good plan. four
0: years down and uh it can be successful marriages with fasting like see we we're proving it here it happens and uh, <laughs> megan was sweet enough to come do this coaching even though it is her anniversary today so we're oh, super thankful okay. for that thank you megan okay. all right megan so uh i'm 36 37 hours in? I believe I was just doing the math. Yeah. 37 hours in. Um, Hadn't been really not a big deal. Like, uh, let me be clear, everybody. If it's your first time and you're like, geez, 37 hours is forever. I get it. I'm two years into this. (laughs) So it's not a big deal because I'm two years into this. Um, I usually find when I do a longer fast that The first day around 24 hours, like around 24 hours in, I'm like, oh, I really want to eat. And then when Mm -hmm. I go to bed, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep. So we stayed up late and I did wake up three times during the night and then just went back to bed. I think a lot of people think it's because they're hungry and when you're getting used to it, that could be it. But I I think I've learned it's kind of like the adrenaline kicking in and like letting you know, like maybe you should get up and do something. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So when you start fasting, your body signals um, for this group of hormones uh, called counter-regulatory hormones to be produced. And it's a good thing because counter-regulatory hormones pull out the energy from your fat stores. Uh, so you can fuel off of your fat while you're fasting. So it's a great thing. And some uh, one of the counter-regulatory hormones that you produce is human growth hormone, which will help you, you know, build any muscle when you stop fasting and start eating again. It's great for improving bone mass density, especially in us ladies. Uh, it's really important. And as we sort of hit 30 years old nowadays, we start to see a big decline in bone mass density. Um, but one of the one of the counter-regulatory hormones that helps us burn body fat is noradrenaline. Um, and noradrenaline is actually a great thing too, because it actually helps us maintain our resting metabolic rate while we're in a fast state as well so it does these two great things but then it totally screws up your sleep uh, <laughs> because you, you feel like you could go 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 or you feel some people say they they feel a little bit anxious and they feel like they might be having a bit of an anxiety attack even. And it's, it's something that, you know, as you continue to fast, your body adapts. Um, many people, myself included, I know every time I go to do a longer fast than what is my regular schedule, I'm going to have. Terrible sleep for one or two nights. This is a result of my body acclimating to the higher noradrenaline levels. But the thing is, with fasting, if you keep in our bodies, if you keep it up, the body will adapt. You know, us humans, we're not the smartest creatures, but our bodies are highly adaptable, which is why we've been such a successful species on this planet. So our bodies will adapt if you keep pushing it with the fasting, your body will say, okay, this is, you know, this is Eve's new noradrenaline level. And, uh, now we've got to prioritize sleep and she'll get good sleep. But there are things you can do to help counteract the noradrenaline to settle down your nerves a little bit. And Epsom salts are by far the best way to do it. So taking a bath just soaking your feet, even the other day, um, I knew I needed to take an Epsom salt bath, but I didn't really wanna get in the whole tub. So I just put my feet in the tub and I read a book sitting on the side of the bathtub. So, and just sit there for 15 or 20 minutes and it makes a huge difference. I know personally, if I don't get that Epsom salt bath in, like, and I'm doing a longer fast, I'm gonna feel it that night and I'm gonna struggle the next day. And so many people that I work with, and you, Eve, they sort of look at me like I'm crazy. Like, man, I just didn't sleep for like three days, and you're telling me a little basalt's gonna be magical. Um, but it really, it really is. So give it a shot. You can also supplement with oral magnesium uh, supplementation, like magnesium glycinate. But it's really just not as effective as uh, the epsom salts. But it's better than nothing. So if you can't get in and out of a tub, or you're just not gonna soak your feet. Then taking some um, magnesium glycinate or biglycinate, glycinate um, taking it around the dinner hour. That way when you go to bed a few hours later, your body's properly absorbed it and your system is nice and relaxed before you go to sleep.
0: I can't. I can't fast without the Epsom salt baths. Remember last year when I started getting super crazy during the fast and emotional <laughs> and you're like Eve getting the damn bathtub and taking an Epsom salt baths <laughs> and I did and I was I was still crazy but I was less crazy so that was really <laughs> fun. So we have been doing this new workout pro- program by Daryl Edwards called Primal Play as a Family and it's like really difficult like it's Fine, but it's real difficult and we're all having problems walking up the stairs. So Luna, my daughter, is doing Epsom salt baths and begging me every day not to do it, uh, the workout. And then I'm doing Epsom salt baths because of the soreness. <laughs> but when I do a fast of multiple days, I have to do an Epsom salt bath and I, are, I just, I don't feel well. Uh, Levi can do it without that, but you know, I wonder, he should start doing that because he has some difficulty sleeping. It's not as bad as it used to be. I remember when I was first starting this, I couldn't, I could barely sleep for except for a few hours. Now, two years in, I can sleep. I just wake up a few times during the night. I go to bed later. But also we increase our coffee intake during a fast by one coffee a day. So I'm sure that has something to do yeah. with staying up late. And I, I can't, like, I'm sure I could, I choose not to stop doing that because uh, I like it. I love coffee and it feels like a nice treat when I'm fasting. So Yesterday was a good day. Um, we went to see Star Wars and it was amazing. I loved it and that was great because that was you know, two and a half, three hours with previews. And I, I just look for things during the fast that like fill up the day as much as possible. Um, we worked out, what else did we do yesterday? We had a meeting, we had a work meeting. We, we talked to everybody about this fast. Um, and then we just basically worked on fasting lane and, and talking about this fast and all this. So we had a lot of work to do, so that was really helpful um today <clears throat> staying busy i have a work call i have a coffee lunch um it was interesting cuz the guy set up a lunch meeting and i was like hey actually i'm not going to be eating cuz we're going to a coffee place that has food and he's like oh that's that's fine he's like coffee's basically food and i was like oh, okay interesting all right, i like that um i'm going to get a pedicure i'm going to get a massage and all these things take up time that i don't have to worry about not thinking about eating so one of the things for me is like keeping as busy as possible during the fast because I'm just like that. Um, and, and that's working out really well. Um, somebody asked me yesterday to ask you about LaCroix. Can they, can you drink LaCroix on a fast?
1: Yeah. I mean, you absolutely can drink carbonated water like LaCroix, um, during a fast. LaCroix is one of those things that has natural quote unquote sweeteners in it. It And when you, yeah, but are not, are not, sweeteners, flavoring, sorry. Um, And that um, the US FDA has a big list of very bizarre things as to what those natural flavors can actually be. So um, certain people, especially women with autoimmune conditions tend to be a little bit hypersensitive to all funky things like food preservatives and and other things. So usually if, if it's a woman with an autoimmune conditioner, man, now we're seeing a lot of like Hashimoto's thyroiditis and men, unfortunately, um, I'll usually sort of discourage it for that, those reasons, and then just have like a plain carbonated water um, instead. And if you needed to add your own squeeze of lemon or own, or lime or both, um, you could do that. And that might be a little bit beneficial. So just for those of you with autoimmune, autoimmune conditions up there, be mindful of that.
0: I always get interested about how passionate people are about LaCroix on either this is the best delicious thing ever or this is disgusting juice. Like, it's really interesting how passionate people are about LaCroix are. Uh, I don't know how I I feel about it.
1: I think once you look at that list of what natural flavors, I can't bring myself to drink it. I'm sorry really? everyone listening, but um, that, that list of what natural flavors can be, both in Canada and the United States, is pretty yeah. darn terrifying. Yeah. Um, so i rather just add in some lemon or some lime from my fridge, and at least I know where that comes from sometimes
0: I find it too bubbly, right? Like I just, for me, it's like too carbonated. I'm a fan of Topo Chico. It's mineral water. There's nothing in it. It's in this nice glass bottle, which like kind of makes me feel fancy or I don't know. It tastes better out of the glass bottle for some reason. And I get it from Walmart. So that's
1: pretty awesome. It's a cool, it's a cool water. We don't have it up here in Canada. Oh, that sucks. Fasting Canadians love bringing it back from the US. I always yeah. have it. Dr. Nadir Ali, his office in Houston is just like full.
0: Of yes. water. It's so good, man. All right. What's next? Okay. what to do during a fast? We talked about that. Um, basically, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, can you explain to people who don't know a little bit about what autophagy is?
1: Yeah, autophagy is a cellular recycling process that is signaled when uh, food energy or nutrients coming into the body is pretty low. So when it turns on, um, your body will actually hunt down damaged cells or broken cells, old cells, or just cells that no longer serve a purpose in your body, like from connective tissue that was there to hold body fat. And it will break it down and it will either build new healthy cells in its place using the parts from the, the old damaged cell or it will just take the cells, say, from the connective tissue and then turn them into more beneficial cells within the body since you no longer need that connective tissue to support the fat. So it's a great thing. Um, So if you've got damaged cells that are contributing to disease, um, you might start to see that the tissues and the body start to heal itself. So like, for example, I've got a damaged right adrenal gland and I'm hoping in three years with a lot of autophagy and I do another MRI, I might see a nice fleshy, healthy right adrenal gland. Um, and we're seeing, seeing things like that now happen. So, uh, Cancer cells, for example, they're just damaged cells. Uh, so seeing autophagy break down those cells and put together new and healthy cells, very promising um, for fighting disease, great for anti-aging. Um, definitely getting rid of the old bringing in the new um, and it can be great for losing that extra skin like Eve, you've lost a bunch of weight I've lost a bunch of weight so many people that we've worked with in the fasting method have lost over 100 or 200 pounds uh, the obesity code your fa- like our Facebook page is awesome our Facebook group um, I love the before and after photos and these people are losing like not just like 10 or 20 pounds they're losing like a hundred pounds or 120 pounds and don't have loose skin. Um, So we can thank Autophagy for for that. Let's talk about
0: that. Um, Let's get really personal. So let's talk about my personal loose skin story. So when I had bariatric surgery and I lost weight the first time through calorie restriction, working out, bariatric surgery, I had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of loose skin. And so for many years, like to the point that it was very uncomfortable, um, it looked bad, but it was also like physically uncomfortable in yeah. clothes. And so I went, and I had uh, um, the extra 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 skin removed off of my stomach. So they made an incision low on my stomach and all the way from side to side, and removed that skin. And then I also had a breast reduction surgery and a lift. So. My family is very gifted in the chest area Mm -hmm. and honestly almost everybody in my family has had a breast reduction and they don't even struggle as much with weight. But mine was because I had lost a lot of weight and the skin was really not good. And also I wanted to have smaller breasts. So I had that surgery and a lot of people ask me now, like, do you regret that? I want to be honest with you. No, I do not regret it at all. At the time and with the knowledge I had, um, and, and having dealt with that extra skin for, for a long time, it was the only option that I saw. And I I'm I loved the results. I loved not having extra skin and just being able to wear clothes that I didn't have to hide something. And I loved having smaller breasts. It was, it was way more comfortable and, and felt, it enabled me to exercise more, enabled me to wear clothes that fit. So I don't regret it. And I'm not against plastic surgery. If If you want or need plastic surgery to feel better, or to improve your, your sense of self, man, go look at it. That is your decision. I will tell you that I also at that time considered the extra skin, which you can't see it because it's shorts rolling in and I still have some extra skin on my arms. I had also considered getting the extra skin on my arms and the extra skin on my inner thighs removed at the same time that I had the surgery. And I chose not to. The reason I chose not to is because those two things were not physically uncomfortable. They were I didn't like them. They didn't make me feel good about myself, but they, I couldn't justify the surgery adding that on because they weren't physically uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, I'm just vain. Well, you know, that's, that's a choice that everybody has to make for themselves. So I didn't have it. So years later, when I lost the weight this time with fasting and with low carb, and I'm two years into that, I'm not going to tell you there's not loose skin. There is loose skin, but there is significantly less loose skin than there was when I lost the same amount of weight when I got to the same points as before so I can tell you that there is truth to this when you do this through autophagy and I, I lost exactly the same amount of weight at first there was a significant difference in the amount of loose skin there so um, I, I've seen it myself and I'm excited to continue using autophagy to continue to reduce because I do see a lot of people in the Facebook obesity code group that talk about how over time they have the skin and they've lost the weight but they continue to fast and it continues to reduce the loose skin. Is that is that accurate?
1: So what like this being really real, I talked um on the podcast with the paleo pharmacists about this recently yeah. um, and like i have I have a cousin he's twenty four uh he chose to lose like hundred plus pounds through a calorie restriction peanut butter sandwich diet you know good for him you know and he was 24 and it worked out for him um but he has lots of loose skin and then now he's his mom's fasting she's in our program she's doing well and he's like mom doesn't have loose skin and he said so megan can i can i fast now and lose my my skin and it's not that you can't but it is ready slow Um, you know jason and i we seen so, you know, a lot of people that come into our program and they lose one or 200 pounds when they start fasting like their weight loss journey begins with fasting on day one and they're doing you know more 24 and 36 hours fast where they're going to get into deeper autophagy and we don't see them have loose skin or like they, they might not be uber firm but there's you, they would never be uncomfortable in their own own skin but then there's a lot of people that come to us now and they say hey you know like we've we lost lost 100 pounds or 200 pounds doing x y or z um we wish we knew about fasting because now you know we have these uncomfortable you know drapes quote unquote that they'll say um can fasting do that and we like will fast these people you know often for five days, periodically for seven days, lots of 36 to 48 hour fasts in between. And we don't see a tremendous amount of reduction in loose skin over time. We haven't in the last several years in clinic. Um, but if, if, is it possible? I, I have seen some things too in the Facebook group of people noticing that with consistency <laughs> and over time, they do notice some reduction in loose, uh, loose skin. Thank you for being honest about that, Megan. And like,
0: once again, I think everybody's body and journey is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more we're honest about you know, what happens, what works for somebody, what doesn't work for somebody, the better it makes me feel because I feel not alone. I feel not like the freak I used to or, or not alone like I used to. And um, that's, that's why we're here to give this information and, and you make the choice for yourself. So if you're watching this video, we are on day two of my three-day fast. Um, I'm 45 years old. I started the fast at 191.8 pounds. My husband is also 45 years old. He started the fast at 190, 93 pounds. We weighed this morning. He had lost two pounds and I had lost 0.8 pounds. And so, um, how do I not hurt him? is my question, <laughs> Megan. How, how as women do we not feel jealous of men's ability to fast and, and lose weight more rapidly than us? Cause I and really it's, like
1: it's, him. It's funny. So when, when you fast at most, you're going to burn about half a pound of body fat per day. So over the course of a three-day fast, you're only burning about one and a half pounds of body fat, um, give or take. You know, some people might burn a little bit more and some people might burn a little bit less, but th- th- that's what your expected results could be. There's actually a business person on our team and, he'll fast for five days and he'll lose 10 pounds. And then his sister recently fasted for five days and she lost like two and a half pounds. And he came to me and he's like, what's wrong with her? Why is she broken? And I said, she's not broken. She lost the exact amount of weight you would expect of body fat over, um, over those five days. But, uh, but for some, some people, you a lot of the excess weight that you see is just water weight. So, you will regain or retain water based on hormones. So, females tend to hold on to that water weight a lot easier than men. So, this is usually the explanation for why, in the first couple of days of a fast, men's weight plummets. Well, women, you know, we do see a reduction on the scale, but it's not as significant is because our hormones cause us to retain that water weight a little bit more than men. And we also have estrogen to contend with, which is a fat trapping hormone too. So depending on your stage of life or where you are in your cycle your estrogen levels might be higher or lower and some weeks you might see more fat loss than others because it's a again it's a fat trapping hormone so for men they don't have to contend with much estrogen in their systems at at all so that's another reason so women uh, hold on to more water weight because of our unique and more complex uh, hormones and we also have another fat trapping hormone that cycles so some some weeks Weeks, women will say hey I'm losing the same amount of weight as my husband and other weeks I don't and what the hell Well, that just depends on where you sort of are in your stage of life for in your cycle and, and your in, or estrogen production
0: that makes sense thanks for explaining that I'm still jealous of him but that's fine <laughs> that'll be fine alright so today we're gonna work out and there's lots of questions and I still think a lot of people that um, don't have all the information about is it safe to work out during a fast? So two years ago, when I first started doing fasting, the trainer I had had for a few years refused to train me because I had been fasted for a day and a half. Um, I went on to find uh, other trainers and other situations and I've learned that I actually much prefer to work out when Mm -hmm. I'm fasted than working out when I have eaten. I, I don't feel very good after work, when I work out when I've eaten. Why is that? And why is it safe to work out fast?
1: No one feels greater having eaten and working out afterwards. Um, I've worked with so many people, even myself. After this, I'm going to the gym um, myself, and I won't work out unless I'm at least 14 hours into a fast, because otherwise I feel tired or sluggish. Your body's trying to digest food. Like, try keeping your core stable while you're trying to digest the ribeye. Like it's not going to feel good at, at all. Um, but when you're in a fast state, you've got those counter regulatory hormones that are pumping you up like the noradrenaline. So you're actually stronger. And you know, your body's not diverting all of its energy to digestion, and you're trying to fight that in that gym by exercising. You're not digesting anything. Your body's producing counter-regulatory hormones that make you stronger, that give you more energy, um, that give you better mental clarity and better focus too. So people feel lighter. Um, their, their body's able to direct more of the energy they have to working out rather than digestion. A lot of people um, who do exercise and struggle while they're fasting is because they're salt. Again, like we talked about yesterday, and I'm sorry for sounding like a broken record, but we need to really embrace it. Like soon as... um, we get off this call, I'm going to go have half a cup of pickle juice and drink a couple glasses of water and I'll be ready for my workout at 11 Eastern time. So I'm giving my body about an hour to absorb the electrolytes from the pickle juice and the water. Or like we talked about yesterday, you could have the broth, you could have the fasting drops as well, or just salty water to, to get the electrolytes in. But people who've, say that they feel famished after exercising it's not because you need carbs or you need protein or you need fat to replenish any fuel that you lost um you need electrolytes and our body will turn on hunger signals to make us want to eat to get those electrolytes because you burn through so much sodium while you're exercising so i've tell people you know Don't eat, have some broth, don't eat, have salty water, have pickle juice, have fasting drops instead. And they all, you know, I know they all look at me like I've got three heads, like this woman's crazy, but they'll try it. And then within an hour, they no longer feel hungry. They feel quite satiated. And then that inspires them to do it before their workout too. And then they have a better workout because they're properly hydrated going into their workout. And then when they finish their workout, they're no they're no longer hungry anymore. So just being mindful of hydration. And one of the things that I found with working with people, um, for me, I studied, started studying biology very aggressively in grade eight. So for me, I understand the digestive system, but for a lot of people, You think if you take something and once it goes into the body, then it's immediately going to start working, which it doesn't. So when you do take broth or pickle juice or salty water or even magnesium supplementation, as soon as you put it in your body, it doesn't work. It takes your body about 45 minutes to absorb the water, to absorb those electrolytes. And if your digestive system's sluggish, it could take even longer. So it's important that, you know, not only that you hydrate before you go into the gym, but about an hour or 90 minutes before you go to the gym that you're properly hydrating with both water and electrolytes um, to make sure that you're going into the gym with nice, um, nicely hydrated uh, muscles um, for your workout.
0: I didn't know all that. Thank you, Megan. You keep on teaching me new stuff all the time. Like I knew about water, but I didn't know about electrolytes that long before working out. And I'm going to do that because I'm actually – we're working out at the same time as you today. And so as soon as we finish a skull, I will have my shot glass of pickle juice. I'm super <laughs> excited about it. I had it yesterday. Oh, yesterday at the movies, we snuck in our Topo Chico and a bottle water. <laughs> so we felt very fancy. It was, it was like a delightful treat. And I tried to do it during when there was sound. Um, okay. So pickle juice, electrolytes, working out is okay. You're not, it's going to be fine. Um, mm-hmm. Tomorrow you are going to answer a couple of questions we've gotten, which is how do I get the right amount of support for fasting? And there's all kind of levels of support. Some people need a little support, some people need a lot of support. And all of those things are available in this day and age, which is wonderful. We're going to talk about that. People are asking me, how am I going to break my fast? Um, And we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Megan's going to give suggestions on how to break a fast. Honestly, I have a stomach of steel, so my way of doing it is not the right way for everybody else, but I've learned (laughs) that over time. Uh, So that's very exciting. Um, Megan's going to have a a fabulous anniversary. I am going to uh, get a massage. Megan, are there scientific benefits of going to the spa when you're fasting? Come on, Megan, validate
1: this for me. There there are less safe playing the food channel, because that happened to me once while I was getting my pedicure. (laughs) No, they better TVs. And I was like, geez, I came here to get away from food. But it relaxes you. So your primary stress hormone, cortisol, which can really drive hunger. Can drive your blood sugar up, which drive your insulin levels up, which can make you really hungry. Um, stress does physically make you hungry. It's not because you're some, something's wrong with you emotionally and you need to find comfort in that food. It's because your your body hormonally is driving you to want to find comfort in food. Um, so going to the spa, getting your nails done, having a massage is, is a great thing to do to help. Um, decrease your stress I used to do it every Friday Eve um, I figured I'd say what I saved from eating on Monday and Wednesday and Friday was enough to get a manicure and a pedicure or a massage and I would go to the spa on Friday at the end of the day uh, as a treat to myself and um, and then that way because Friday's the end of the week every your adrenaline's high or stress is high like that's when I wanted to eat all the bad things and going to the spa really helped help with that Why'd you stop doing that, Megan? <laughs> well, you gotta I gotta get back to that. I'm, I'm busy.
0: But <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, you're so busy. All right, I love that this researcher has just justified all of us going to the spa mar. So let's, let's take a moment and think about that in our lives. Go to the spa. If you're broke right now and you can't go to the spa, get your kid to give you a manicure and give them a manicure, have an Epsom salt bath. It's like, mm-hmm. place some Inya and put on a lavender candle and like treat yourself. You deserve it man you're You're doing mm-hmm. things to take care of your health, you're doing things to become uh, healthier and become happier, like you deserve all this. so um, that is it for today. We're going to be back tomorrow at seven. I seven feel like central. Tomorrow, Seven eight. central is early tomorrow. We're going to be back early tomorrow at seven central. It's going to be a blast. Uh, send us your questions. Let me know what I can ask Megan. Let us know how we can help you. You can learn more about Megan's program and all that she does at thefastingmethod.com. So check her out at thefastingmethod.com. And you can find me at fastinglane.com. All of these videos, all of this stuff, including things we talked about yesterday, products we talked about yesterday, all the videos of like preparing for the fast, all the coaching for Megan is available at slash. T-H-R-E-E that's three and this is going to be also a podcast on life in the fasting lane as well Megan any tips for today for people on there I find the second day is kind of the roughest in a three-day fast right because like yesterday you're just getting started and tomorrow you don't really have to worry about it because at the end of the day you're going to get to eat Mm
1: -hmm. today
0: though just seems like a long day with no food so
1: any any last tips to get through this day Stay busy, stay active. Day two is where your body's really transitioning into fat burning mode and you can help push it just by being active. Be mindful. Like if you feel like you're going to fall over and, and, you can't walk straight then don't um but even just going for a walk organizing your drawers sorting out um sorting out the garage or closet or something that keeps you active that will help you start to burn body fat faster and have you feeling better and it'll also distract you too throughout this long day so activity when you feel sluggish during a fast you should move you shouldn't rest um, unless you feel really unwell. So, uh, the more movement, the better you should feel. So I think it's great. You're going, um, you're going to work out after this. You'll feel better yes. after my pickle juice. After. All right. Thank you so much, Megan, <laughs> everybody to your
0: health and hotness. Have a fabulous day. We'll be back tomorrow.